Hello, and welcome to the Robot Dice Explosion podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Ollie. And we're back. And I'm not going to look at the camera anymore because it's not where you are. So <laughs> there we go. Might put this on YouTube. Who knows? Right. So it's been a while. Um, yeah, it's been a trying time. Yeah, we've talked about why. So let's not uh, let's not do that. But um, we've started playing Bushido again. Our local club opened up, and uh, I've played two games. I wasn't able to go down last night because uh, my son went to hospital for surgery. Uh, but I can't be with him right now because of COVID. So uh, I'm home alone. I'm doing a podcast. Uh, you did go. I did go. I last played, night. I played a, my third game. Third game in three weeks. Yes, it's wild. Pretty pleased to say that uh, Bushido, I don't know about last night, but Bushido has made up uh, probably about 50% of the games played at the club so far. Yes, yes it has. That is partially to do with like an extra uh, couple of people coming along to play Bushido, but also because uh, it seems like a lot of the like 40k and Age of Sigmar people um, and others like just, just haven't quite, maybe they're not feeling quite confident enough to come back yet. Also, there's a new Age of Sigma edition out in like two weeks. Oh yeah. Also, so, the weather is hot and sweaty. So, yes. although that's only really been this week. Yeah, and we have a tournament in three, four weeks' time to prepare for. I know. I, last week, I, I used my egg timer to make sure that I um, was uh, was declaring my activations on time. Yeah. So, which so actually we... I did do, and we still yeah. timed the game out at about turn three. Yeah. Turn four. I think so. I think so. I think James and I agreed I would have three nilled him, so that that was nice. <laughs> uh, with my how many? Did, I think I had eleven Eto models yes, against yes, his like six. So he, got, or, he, he got seven. Seven. I played his list last night. Two of the fire cami. Yeah. Yeah. No, I might I might polish that Eto list up a little bit. I did not um, like the fire cami. They can be a problem. Um, one one fire cami killed uh, both brothers. Uh Rough, Ag and Genji. Yes, you're talking about because that's yeah. the prefecture you're running at the moment. Yeah, pretty much on its own. <laughs> well, I I dealt with them. One of them just fluffed it. Just it, it tries to shoot things and failed. Um, and then the other one, I have the uh, the cobra, the two rice snake, yeah. and it, it just it just blinded the other one. I was like, well, yeah. what are you going to do I, now? Stand I, next to someone and give them benefits, but. Uh, Hagan yeah. murdered one in turn one just to take his uh, um, durable away, hmm. because uh, yeah. <laughs> it turns out that a Minimoto list where everyone is durable is scary. It's everyone's durable until the first person takes a wound, and then... yes, uh, I solved that by killing a fire cami. Yeah, yeah, I oh I I shot a blacksmith. I think he stayed out of the range of my um, range attacks. Yeah, yeah. I, I was running Kaihime and uh, you know did my usual thing with Kaihime, which is like post her up five inches onto the board and just go. I'm activating her last. Uh, <laughs> yeah, walk into range, please. Please do, please, please do. Um, I I think honestly the change I'm going to make to that list, and I'm not going to go into detail on the list now. It's, it's not we'll do that at the time. I think I will be swapping her out for. Someone else, Ooh. and that someone else might be a Shisai, which I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure. If, if, at that point, if I swap her for anyone other than a Shisai, there's no point in running the Blessed List. There's barely any point in running the Blessed I, List anyway. I, I, I don't think you should run the Blessed List, honestly. Not with the list you're currently planning. Ordered for battle would work, and then I could have a Shisai sub in yeah, I think, if I, I wanted. Think, honestly, but, that gives you a better result. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure at the moment. Yeah. Kaihime is so... Which makes people wary. Yes. Um, I actually think that a lot of the people who are scared of Kaihime, uh, in the same way as they're scared of Waspu and, and other like previous range yeah. like horror horrors, Re- remember Minoru. them from last edition. Remember them from last edition, where you could where sixes would stack up, so you could roll the maximum of a ten. Whereas now you can only roll a maximum of an eight, and people yeah. are running in the first turn mostly, or should be. I think it's. Uh, I think shooting is less scary than it used to be. Still had the Bazembo kill almost an entire jungle list by shooting them. Bazembo, though, he's literally a flying bolt thrower. I, I, I know. So, anyway. We, we have a topic. We do have a topic this week. Uh, this week. I keep saying that every time we, we get back together and do a podcast, every six months or so. I'm like, well, this week <laughs> we're talking about. No. Uh, T- today. This year, we're going to talk about. <laughs> So we're going to talk about uh, Bushido, you know, shock horror. Uh, we're not a Bushido podcast. We're going to get that just T-shirt. But we, that's what we've been playing since we were able to see one another again. So we're going to talk about special abilities. Uh, it's something we haven't really talked about other than just mentioning when people have got cool, useful ones when we've done our you know, profile focuses and so on. Uh, and we're going to go through each special attack and defense, uh, usually pairing them up uh, where, where appropriate, and just sort of discuss, you know, how we feel about them. We were going to have a rating system. Uh, uh, did we, did we think we didn't think of any like good name for the rating system, did we? No, I mean, honestly, the, the important bit about the rating system is if it's like. Always useful, good, or just like situational? Yeah, pretty much. So I think we should rate them. What scale are we doing? Uh, one to five? One to five. Okay. So five being like Shogun level. Yes. Okay. Um, one needs to be like. Very niche. No, it's got to be thematic. All come on, we got we're coming back with a bang here. Like <laughs> no, no wet farts, thanks. Um, I think we're going to go with what are they called? Burakumin is a one. Yes, yes, yeah? that makes sense. Okay, so Burakumin up to Daimyo, and you can just make up what's in the middle, and we just have to sort of feel out. Cool. It is. Okay. Actually, up to Shogun, not Daimyo. Yeah. Daimyo is clearly like a four. Okay. Cool. Which also gives us space for saying different names for different ones and changing the system as we go along. Yeah, well, absolutely. If it's not confusing, what's the point? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right, okay. So uh, I'm just going to talk briefly about special abilities for anyone who doesn't play Bushido, who's listening to this episode, which is about Bushido. Um, special abilities are 
essentially broken into attack and defense and you normally would have to spend one of your dice from your uh, pool of dice that you're putting into attack and defense in order to use that special attack or defense. Uh, we've got a bunch of different ones, uh, a lot of moving people around, changing the way you roll for damage, uh, all sorts of stuff. They are declared... They're hidden information, basically. So you both decide what you're going to do, and then you declare them at the same time as revealing how many dice you've allocated to attack and defense. So there, where a lot of the mind games come in in Yoshido's yes. uh, really, really good melee combat. Um, it's one of the things which has which interested me in the game before I was working with GCT, and keeps me interested, uh, even though I seem to keep forgetting about Counter Strike defense. But there you go. That, that's bad. It's bad when you forget about that. So uh, we thought it would be a good idea to talk about costs up front, didn't we? Yes. Uh, and how we're going to talk about these special uh, abilities uh, in relation to cost. Because you can pretty much spend anything between zero and two dice, I think, with all the models in the game at the moment. I can't... I'm sure someone pays two for something. I can't think of who it would be, but... Uh, there's the archer for the Tanaka clan who uh, gets powerful attack too, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, that just sounds bad. It's actually quite interesting, but we'll talk about that in a second. Actually, well, the first one we're going to talk about is powerful attack, so we will talk about that in a moment, but let's just go over cost quickly. What were your thoughts? My if my thoughts are generally if you get it for free, it's obviously a good thing. Yeah. If you have if you actually have to pay a dice for it, it becomes immediately much more situational. Because with yeah. most models having three dice, you might not be able to afford to spend one. Yeah, I mean your standard thing in Bushido, if you've got three dice, uh, you know excluding edge cases and so on, you're kind of going to be going maybe like two defense, one attack, if you're, you know, unless you're feeling particularly spicy. It, yeah, it, it, it's a little little contingent, but yeah, two and one, two and one, basically. Is yeah, it, tend, it tends to be the standard thing. So if you've got a free special, uh, almost always, like nine out of ten times, you're just going to use it. Uh, if it's something like powerful attack, you're just, you're just going to use that. Powerful Unless it's got zeros, just always. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's got competition. Uh, yes. You see that a lot with the ninjas. All the ninjas' specials are zero. And so then there's more meaningful choice in there because it's like, well, you know, I've actually got to think about what situation I'm in. If they cost one, then you're immediately going down to two dice. So usually you're going to be using those in situations where you're going up against someone who's on one die or who is actually giving you dice in order to get up to one Yes. Die. Uh, if, if you're on four dice to start with, dropping one down to three, if you're against someone who's on two dice, sure. Against someone who's on three dice, depends what yeah. you're doing. Against someone who's on four dice, no. Yeah. But it also depends on, because you might have special abilities like parry, Yeah. which immediately or dodge or things like that which add either give you re-rolls or both re-rolling your opponent's dice or your own dice or just straight up add to your score yeah so if you've got powerful attack uh, one but you also have brutal 
you're raising up that success level on your attack anyway. Um, yes. So, so you're more, more likely becomes, to pull it off. It becomes more affordable to spend the die if you have a modifier somewhere else that makes up for it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think if something costs two in melee, that is super edge case. Uh, the only one I can think of off the top of my head is the Ivory Prison Exceptional Attack. Yes. Where um, Which is a super edge case anyway. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name. Kato? Yes, turns people into a Kairai. Uh, you can understand why that would uh, cost two, because it's game, game, model. game game altering. Yeah, or you, well, you can just remove a twenty-five. You could remove a twenty-five rice model and turn it into a like I don't know ten-ish rice model, six to ten. I can't remember how much. Yeah, so, something like that. Yeah, it, it's 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 and very yeah. game altering. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the. Let's segue straight into combo attack here. Uh, sorry, <laughs> powerful attack. With Noburo, the uh, Tanaka, the, he's got powerful attack on his ranged, and you will see a lot of these cropping up in, in ranged attacks. The cost of them in ranged attacks is a very different proposition because ranged attacks yeah. are inherently risk without free. risk. There's, there's sort of knock-on risks, you know, then you've got no ammo, you've yeah. spent an activation, whatever. But in themselves, in that actual role, there's no risk. So with Noburo dropping three dice down, well, dropping two dice, so he goes down to one, he's not risking anything other than his own time being wasted. Yeah. Um, so just quickly to talk about Powerful Attack, as it's this attack is, if this attack is successful, then the attacker gains plus three to their damage roll caused by this attack. It's now that's, one and a half wound. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 one wound plus fifty percent chance of another wound. Um, so, in the context of Naburo, again, it makes him a monster hunter. Yeah, because if someone's large or huge, he's getting a bonus to uh, to his roll, which means he's more likely to actually get a success. You're not going to be using it against small models, so it has this really interesting effect of making him a monster hunter, which I, I really like actually. Yeah, I mean, powerful attack. You, I mean, I think a lot of what you're going to talk about is in the context of prefecture at the moment and a bit of jung. Um, certainly with powerful attack, because that comes up more with uh, yeah your samurai and I think Tetsuso. I think he has gets powerful attack. Yeah, and um, a Minotaur has powerful attack zero. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's interesting, actually, when you see Powerful Attack Zero, you quite often have someone with uh, a big pretty weapon. crazy melee strength already, so they can get, like, plus seven or something when they... Uh... Yeah, but what if we added up? I was playing Minimo- against Minamoto last night, and there's... Hmm. Yeah, one guy, and he's like, you can get, like, plus ten. Yeah. Yeah, I think that happened against me, especially because I killed two of his models. Yeah. Um, so that mean- meant that his entire warband was plus two strength. On top of being like this guy plus three strength already, yeah, it, it got pretty scary quite quickly. You plus eight is um, yeah, some, something to think about. It turns out every success level will do damage. Then yeah, turns out I'm even worried about success level zero at that point. Uh, so pow- powerful attack is I mean, it's, it's basically the simplest of of the lot, isn't it? It's do yeah. you want to hit someone harder? Uh, when it's zero, it's just you do it. Like why would yeah. Unless there is a specific reason to picking something else. Exactly. But at one, 
now I remember early in the last edition, uh, the second edition of Bushido, powerful attack changed from plus two to the damage roll to plus three, because essentially most models could boost their melee for one die. Yeah. Which actually shook out as you'd probably get a better success level. Uh, and if you bear in mind that plus two to the damage roll only equals one success level improvement. Yes. So plus three then introduced that like slight like possibility of it, of it being uh, two extra wounds rather than just one extra wound. For anyone who's a bit confused about how I'm talking about this, just look at the wound chart. If you move a column to the right, whatever you roll staying the same, you'll cause an extra wound. Um, so I don't know that there's an awful lot more to talk about with Powerful Attack. No, I mean, if, if you're paying for it, it comes down to your assessment of, if I drop a die, can I still hit my opponent? Yeah. Uh, certainly with uh, someone who's maybe like durable or whatever, like, yeah. you know, why not put everything into attack, pop Powerful Attack, and then just suffer that one wound? Or hope you just kill your opponent. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that uh, I, th I think that actually segues nicely into combo attack, which is the way that you don't want to rely on durable. Yeah. So combo attack, uh, if the attack is successful, you, uh, you roll your damage roll, you subtract two from the success level, and then you roll the damage roll again. Keep going until you get to level zero. Um, now I'm just going to check this. Yeah, once the success level is less than zero, you stop. Uh, if the success level of the original attack was zero or one, you still make another da damage roll at the, against the defender at success level zero. So you will always get two hits in with combo attack. Yes. So what we tend to find is against models who uh, don't have durable or, let's say, like tough, crazy levels of armor, you'll generally... If you've got a decent enough critical attack to be rolling like three uh, damage rolls, you'll probably kill them on the first roll. Yeah, that happens a lot. It's like, oh, I'm success Almost level always. six. Yeah. Okay, you odds are pretty good that you're just going to murder the model. Yeah, so I, I mean, I pulled off a combo attack against a Minamoto. Oh, well, I can't remember if it was, was it a samurai? I can't remember. Two weeks ago. Too long. Um, but what success level did no? So how many wounds did I cause in the end? Uh, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Was it? That, that was all right. So twenty-five, oh, seven... maybe. Uh, no, so, it was definitely so, it was over twenty. Ridiculous, something ridiculous like that. I mean, yeah. I, had a, I had a success level eight combo attack in the same game, and we didn't we didn't even <laughs> bother working out the damage. It was just like, just remove the model. Yeah. Oh no, I, I insist on uh, I insist on rolling the lot. Oh yeah, it was my it was uh, the ten rice guy. Um, Isis or Isis mm. for uh, the Ito against a Minamoto samurai who was exhausted and surprised and yeah, it's blah, all, blah, blah, all blah, kinds blah. of badness. And uh, Isis has combo attack zero, which is glorious, especially for a Tenrise model. That's it's bonkers. Yes. Um, so yeah, you'll often just kill people straight up, but it does it does sort of take away the edge cases. It evens things out. So if you do roll shit on your first damage roll, hopefully you roll a bit better yeah. on your second and or third. But the obvious strength of it is against durable. Yeah, I was going to say if you're paying for it, you should use it against durable models. Hmm. But outside of that, possibly not. If you have to yeah. pay. Yeah, I, I think I, I I generally agree. Um, 
I do, yeah, I do like it. It's, 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 I like to have one combo attack model in a list usually because of durable, because it, durable can really uh, put a spanner in the works, especially if it's not just like a cami with durable like two wounds. Yeah. But if it's like a Minamoto with seven wounds or, or uh, you know, like the, the Shisa uh, for Temple and so on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, any any time useful. you have something with durable and more than two wounds, it becomes a serious problem. Yeah, I mean, it also combos quite nicely with poison and or bleed and or fire. Yeah. Uh, Anything because... that applies something for every hit you make. Yeah, if I get four rolls and I'm only causing one wound on each roll, well, that's probably okay. <laughs> You're still going to die if you started with six wounds. So. Yeah. 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 Um, we didn't rate powerful attack. We did. I realised. So we should. Do we want to rate them as we go? Are we going to rate them? Yeah, all the no. End? Let's let's rate them as we go because otherwise we'll have we forgotten definitely forget. by the time, time we get to the end. Okay, so I'm going to give powerful attack, and this is like across the board. It's not like oh, powerful attack zero is clearly mm. like, yeah, you know, god tier. Um, I reckon powerful attack is probably like daimyo level, like level so like a four ish. <sighs> so. I think a lot of the time it's a samurai okay. because it's useful, but it doesn't give you more options. Mm, that's interesting because I was actually rating it slightly higher because because it's simple, because you're not having to think too much about it. Um, there's very little in the way of mind games, which actually, if something's like loads of mind games, I'll probably rate that high as well. So I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Right, moving on. Combo attack. I'm going to give combo attack a. I think I'm going to give it a samurai, actually. So this is hilarious because I think it's a daimyo because it gives you <laughs> not a silver bullet, but something to counter a very annoying ability. Yes, true. The reason I, I'm rating it slightly down is because it. It feels superfluous unless it goes up against that ability. Yes, yes, it does. Uh, but it does but have some edge cases. And it's fun to use. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, two down. So those both don't have uh, defense varieties or uh, counterparts. Yes. It turns out having a camera, I do this a lot. I'm doing lots of fingers. Spirit. <laughs> anyway. Um, so uh, the next ones we've got, which uh, because I'm an Ito player, I put at the top of the list after those other two because uh, they're really common for me, sidestep, attack, and defense. So the common one is sidestep, defense. Let's. I think we should start with that because sidestep is a yeah, largely defensive tactic. And I think it's an interesting one because this is one where I think there's a big power discrepancy between the attack and the defense option. Okay. Go on. I think the defense option is really useful. Yeah. And the attack option is super niche. I'm going to agree, but I would like to hear why. Because if you are using the attack option, generally, it doesn't have to be, it is because you have initiated combat. Yep. And that means you have the initiative. You should hopefully have the advantage so it's a great op opportunity for doing something horrible to your opponent. Damage. So why on earth are you disengaging? Exactly. Basically. Why are you just going in and go like, I'm just going to step an inch away? Okay. I can, I, can with, think of, I can think of a few reasons why you'd use the attack. Um, but it's much more niche than 
the defensive option of ah this this looks bad for me i'd yeah. like to be somewhere else please yeah and i think uh, this is between additions uh sidestep defense attack have 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 gained a lot of utility where so you move the model away from the uh your opponent opposing model if you succeed you move until you leave zone of control now you don't have to move in a straight line but i mean you can't move through the enemy model of course yeah. but you can move around them until you lo- leave their zone of yeah. control that means that you can end up behind them so let's say someone comes into melee with you you successfully size set defense you end up behind them and then you get to activate well you can activate mm. first and surprise them so there's this like massive power um opportunity there i guess I mean, you could do that with sidestep attack as well, but it sort of requires you to be able to activate back-to-back. Yeah. Currently, I can't think of a way that you'd do that unless uh, your opponent has already run out of activations. Exactly. So, In which case, well, I suppose I suppose you get the surprised. If you're worried because yeah, they've got a load of key on them and you go, well, I don't really want to you know, I don't want to let them boost. I don't want to deal with whatever key feed they have. Yeah. Things like that. That oh, it's it's definitely not useless. It's just much more niche than the defense option. Uh, one of the other reasons I would use the attack is, like you say, because you get to go first. If you if you've initiated mm. the, the combat, you usually go first. Then I would use sidestep attack to potentially get behind the person and maybe like into uh, a zone of control, not a zone of control, into a scenario zone, into yeah. base contact with a scenario objective. I think those are really like the extra maneuverability it's giving you at that point becomes really clutch. Mm-hmm. It is an edge case. I'll give you that. Um, sidestep defense feels like it's almost universally useful. Yes. Sidestep attack is a oh, it's really useful right now mm-hmm. ability. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so with sidestep defense, Ito basically get it uh, almost across the board at zero cost. So if you're defending, a lot of the time you're going to want to do that. Sometimes you don't want to leave base contact because you want to maintain uh, like a, for an outnumbering bonus yes. later in the, in the turn or in the game. But it's a it's an amazing utility to have with Ito, who already have decent maneuverability, to then yeah. be able to also like disengage, get behind someone, and then go back in. Works well for Tengu as well, of course. Mm-hmm. And because they've got uh, cloud walk, they can move directly through the enemy model when they yes. uh, sidestep. The the other thing about the disparity between attack and defense, of course, is that rolling defense dice is inherently safer than rolling attack dice. Absolutely. If you yeah. go in, go like, I'm going to sidestep attack around him, and your attack fails, you might yeah. not have rolled enough defense to not take a serious hit. And that's sort of what I was going to touch on because if we're talking about cost, if you've got sidestep defense one, well, that die that you're dropping, it might have been the attack die that, you know, Wasn't you were going to throw in for the sake of it. But if yeah. you're still rolling two in defense, that's still pretty safe. Um, so yeah, agreed. A, a defense has a load more utility. You've got some interesting stuff with uh, Batu, the uh, the horse archer that we introduced. Yeah, um, he's my model, so I wanted him to have uh, like this sort of light cavalry role, and so he's got a key uh, feat called uh, passing strike. So if he 
entered base-to-base, if he active, actively created a, a melee exchange, he can use sidestep attack and still roll full damage. So it's oh, basically yeah. him riding in, he swipes you, and then he's away. Uh, so you don't get the chance to like retaliate. Um, so I, I really like that. But obviously, again, that's super utility, uh, super edge case, because it's yeah. one model in the entire game. Right, I think uh, you should rate both of them separately. I should rate both of them separately. Mm. I think sidestep defense is a daimyo level ability because it can just save you in so many cases. Yep. Whereas uh, sidestep attack is a kairai. Okay, so slightly better than a burakumin. Is it yeah. or worse? Don't know. Better. I was. More, I was thinking more, more annoying. <laughs> Let's talk about rise. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I can see that. Um, I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm dying over sidestep defense. Maybe even shogun. If we. If that still exists in this rating system, which makes no sense. Uh, and I would go <sighs> sidestep attack. It's. I want to think of something witty, and it's just not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to say like acolyte. You okay, know, yeah. it's it's good it, it, when it works. It's going to work really well. You, um, you, you want some around, but it's disposable. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Cool. It's entirely consistent what we're doing here. Definitely. <laughs> um, okay, so. The next one is the start of a bunch of position uh, yes. manipulation ones. So Honestly, push attack and defense. Most of the special attacks and defenses are position manipulation. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, the ones that are imposing a position change on your opponent uh, will be yeah, push attack and push defense. So if successful, you move the defender. Uh, sorry, if successful, you move your opposing model. Yes. We're talking about attack and defense uh, away from this model until it leaves that uh, this model's zone of control. The uh, you, basically you're you're avoiding a damage roll if you're moving them out of base contact with you before they get the chance to make the roll. Yeah. So, I should we lump this and throw in at the no? Okay, it's fine. It's fine. We'll reference back. So push. Yeah. You see a lot of push with uh, the Buto in Silvermoon. Um, monks love a, little, love a bit of it. Uh, they like throw quite a lot as well, as do the Buto. Yeah. Pushes. Hmm. I, so... I, have, I have a question for you in terms of evaluating push attack. Ah. Do I have lightning de- reflexes or reach? <laughs> so because that makes test a serious difference. Yeah, it does massively. Uh, if I mean, the thing is, whenever you've got the initiative, your special attack is going to be worth more. Yeah. But especially, I've I found, from personal experience, is the push attack, when you can attack before someone who attacks you, can be incredibly valuable, because you can stand there, take the attack, and immediately push them away before they get to do anything. Yeah. Again, we have, it's a little bit riskier than rolling defense dice. Yeah, but it can be very strong. 
yeah, it's incredibly frustrating to come up against someone who's got reach and uh, and, and push attack. And it also means your opponent then, who's got just gone gone and attacked you, suddenly has to reevaluate how do you want to roll that dice because if they roll too few defense dice, they're gone. I'm going to have to take this, I'm afraid, so I'm going to stop and we're going to resume in a bit. Drop. Sorry, dude. Yeah, I mean, throw, attack, and defense. I mean, obviously the defense, but both of them are sort of defensive abilities. I used... So we've moved on to throw attack, have we? No, not throw attack. Push. (laughs) I mean, it applies to that too, sort of. But push. I used used push attack last night to disengage one of my model from an enemy model that was going to kill him. Yeah. It was at, it was the end of the turn. He wouldn't have an activation left to re-engage me. I want initiative so I could get away or yeah. tie him up with a different model. But but effectively, I used it to go like, I can't afford to have a fight. He, he ended up being unblockable too against me, <laughs> which is just like, it's not even yeah. what a rolling defense dice. It's just going to go badly for me. So yeah. I, put, I put everything into attack and hope it worked. And he did. <laughs> so I ran away and got killed by fire cami instead. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's so so good for getting yourself out of trouble. Um, you know, pushing people away, holding a line, I guess. Good for pushing people out of a zone, pushing people away from a, uh, a scenario objective. Yeah, all of those things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know that there's an awful lot more to say about push attack. I think we may what, what, say some second. things coming back to it. One second. Yep, yep. No, we're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> right then. Um, so, yeah, push attack and defense. Shall we rate them? Yes. Uh, personally, I think. I'm going to rate them both the same, and I'm going to rate them both at Samurai. They are, they're really good. Uh, yeah, that that was going to be my rating as well. Yes, it's, you you it's, don't cause any damage useful. to people with it. Eh. Um, Turns out not that important sometimes. No, it, it's a great nope. <laughs> it's a great just like piss off. I, I yeah, I, I don't, I, want, I don't want this anymore. Go away. Yeah, I think it's because it's pushed directly away. I might I might dip down to, to retainer, which I'm gonna put below samurai, even though it's a kind sure. of samurai, but that you know. It's an Ashigaru. Um it's not Ashigaru, it's better than Ashigaru. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Maybe it's Gunso. Yeah, I Something can see like that. that. Um Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Like you're not moving people that far and not an awful lot more is happening, I guess. It's fine. No, it's 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 strong, but but requires other circumstances sometimes. Yeah. So uh, your rating? Same. Oh, okay. In which case, let's move swiftly on to its bigger brother, throw attack and defense. I mean, it's the same but better. It's the same, but uh, the the uh, opponent is moved d two inches, uh, so you're potentially throwing them f- twice as far. But critically, they are moved uh, in a straight line and then become prone. And uh, 
anyone who's been who's had their models made prone knows it's a massive pain in the ass. The, yes. Another thing to uh, to note about it is if you throw someone into uh, one of their friends, they will probably both end up prone, yes. depending on size interaction. It's hilarious. So, yeah, equally, uh, I think... Uh, I'm not sure if you throw people into terrain. Uh, I don't think that does anything. No, it doesn't do anything. No. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, if an impassable terrain element would prevent this movement, then the model must stop at the point of conduct. If this was due to a slam attack, throw attack, or throw defense, the model also becomes prone. Well, they become prone anyway. Yes. Right. Okay, so yes, you're right, nothing. It just, um, it just stops the movement there. Yeah. It's, it's push attack, but better. Yeah, well, pretty much. Push, push attack and defense, so... Sorry, I just remembered we forgot something, so I'm going to have to put it on. Um, I mean, there's, there's, not, there's not that much more to say about it, really. It's um, it's a bigger version of push. It is, but also you're not moving them directly away from you. You're moving them D2 inches in a straight line, and this is yes. sort of in the same sort of way as sidestep. Defense and so it gives attack. you some added flexibility. Yeah, you can you can throw them at stuff. You don't just push them back. Yeah, and that is critical when you come to knocking other models down. Because the second you throw a model into another model and they're both prone, that's oh, massive. It's a massive value game. Yeah, uh, of course you can use this to throw people out of zones, like any of the uh, things where you're aggressively manipulating people's positioning. Yes. But yeah, that prone is is what it's all about. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say other than that. <laughs> um, I think who was it? Uh, Manu used to have throw defense zero, and I think it's throw defense one now. So Manu, for I, I seem to remember least... hearing a lot of complaining from my silver moon opponent. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Graham's annoyed that that's gone away. Uh, He's not happy. <laughs> Yokozuna Akashi has it, I think. And yes, throw I defense think so. zero is yes, it, it it's amazing. Um, you, I just want to check yeah. something. He still he still has throw attack zero, but throw defense one now. Ah, okay. Yeah, throw attack. But, of course, you have a bit more of a risk involved. Yes. I'm just trying to think. Uh, not that so much when you're often ten wounds. If you do throw attack, the defender suffers half wounds, whereas with throw defense, they suffer no wounds, it seems. Okay. Although, actually, it, it doesn't say that they don't. Yeah, of course, they, yeah, they'd suffer no wounds because it's a defense. Defense, yes. You, you would have done no damage roll. I'm an actual idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, so I, th I think, I mean, we're going to move swiftly on. We do have limited time, and I think we'll just be clutching at straws for anything bigger on that. Yeah. If anyone has anything to add, please uh, shame us somewhere like the Discord. Rating? Uh, yeah, this this will be higher. This is Samurai. Or even even Daimyo. Like it just I'm thinking Daimyo just because it's it does many things all at once. And potentially impacts multiple models. Yeah. 
I, th- I think maybe like uh, I think maybe throw attack might be like court advisor, just like a little bit down, just because of the risk involved. But it yeah. does cause some damage. Uh, throw defense is just amazing. Like, oh, I'm a forty mil boot- buto. I'm going to sit in this four inch zone. It also makes them cool. makes you really scary to attack because not only might you take some damage, but it like your whole turn might suddenly go pear shaped. Yeah, because you're not where you're supposed to be anymore, and two of your models are on the ground and you can no longer have any hope of taking the zone this turn. None whatsoever. Yeah, it's real good. Cool. So moving on to like the cousin of, yes. <laughs> of this one. It's it, sort of like throw attack minus push attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sweep attack and defense. The, you bait people prone. Yeah. I mean... That's it. That's, that's good. That, that is it. Uh, I think actually the... Hmm. The calculation on whether you want to do this or not really just comes down to how many dice you've got available. Yeah. And I suppose because you're giving up the uh, ability to cause damage, I believe, yes. on the sweep half, attack. Half damage. Oh, half it's sweep attack, attack half, half damage. Yeah. I keep turning the page and it's not on the other page. Okay. Uh, yeah, half the wounds. Um it's it's one of those things like if you think that you're not going to be able to kill the enemy model, making them prone is a is a hell of a runner up. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, what's nice about uh, proning people is it doesn't require anything from you after that. They just are prone. Yeah. If you happen to stay in base contact with them, which of course you you would by default, um, then in order to stand up, they've got to fight you again. Uh, yeah. Sometimes that's desirable for you. Sometimes it's not. Obviously, uh, but but crucially, <clears throat> it at least temporarily removes their zone of control, so other models can move around them easy. Yeah. Or well, they would have they would the scenario have... objective. Yeah, yeah, they would have no uh, zone of well, no active zone of control if they were in melee anyway. But yeah, yes, but you can't necessarily guarantee that in the same way. Yeah. Agreed. Because Agreed. things might have happened, or and if the, if they are prone and then it wasn't your activation, you can just walk away. Yeah, it's glorious. Yep. Oh, you're on the ground, and I'm over here. Bye. Yep. So I think we'll we'll, we'll rate that quickly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go a step down from uh, throw attack. Oh, of course, I've got another call. But this one I really have to take. The last one was my mum. This one's my wife. <laughs> that seems so... fine. I'm going to pause the recording this time. I'll be right back. Yeah. Right. So uh, I answered my phone and I had to go. So it's now a few days later. <laughs> and uh, we were just about to rate sweep attack and sweep defense. Um, now, I can't right now remember any of the things that we discussed about sweep attack and sweep defense. So I'm not, I'm not going to try and cover them again, really. No. I'm, just, I'm just going to go straight in and say I think that sweep attack is probably samurai level. Sweep defense, I might go samurai lord. Like it's a, it's not quite daimyo, but like the ability to uh, just put everything into defense, and if you succeed, your opponent's prone, and then you can just dogpile them with other models. Yeah, sounds amazing. So it's a major candy thing. well not quite but yeah I mean that's just amazing Um, yeah I I don't think you had rated 
sweep attack, sweep defense. I'll probably find this out in the edit. So uh, yeah, well, sweep attack is is definitely samurai level. I think you're right in that sweep defense is just inherently better because it makes your dice allocation for your opponent really tricky. Yeah, I mean you're not making any damage rolls, and but you're only doing half damage with sweep attack anyway. And honestly, that's like a nice bonus. The yeah. sweep, the prone is what you're yeah. there for. And with the defense, suddenly you're like, well, if you don't put enough attack dice into defense uh, attack, then things are going to go horrible for you. But you also need to put something into defense because otherwise you might just die. But then the other side of it is you go, oh, they've got sweep defense. Well, maybe I just put everything in defense as well, and then they don't get to pull it off. But the trouble with that is that it's shutting you down really yeah, effectively exactly. at that point. So, yeah. No, I think it's a, it's a great defense. Um, so, next on the list, uh, stun, which uh, there is only a stun attack. There is no stun defense. Thank God for that. <laughs> um yeah. yeah, so if the attack is successful, the defender gains a stun marker after the damage roll. Um, I'm just going to flick to uh, the condition of stunned. I mean, um, I think it's basically just you lose melee uh, pool and range yeah. pool. Um, I mean, I've kind of built a prefecture list around two models that can do stun and range. Yeah, and you can, I mean, bear, you can also stack stun markers, so you yeah. only remove one at the end of each end phase. You don't suffer minus one. Uh, to your pools per oh, token, that would no, be no, crazy. No, 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 it's minus, uh, minus one to the pool while you have a marker, but if you put multiple markers on a person, it's going to last for multiple rounds. Yeah. And that kind of isn't a good way for you to get rid of them fast. Uh, a weight action gets rid of them, but you basically stop and shake your head. Yeah, <clears throat> but especially if you're in uh, melee, that's not an option for you. No, absolutely not. Also, it's hilarious to do to sharks. <laughs> oh, you'd like a take a weight action? Sorry, not allowed. Is that the equivalent of punching them in the nose? Yeah. Right, so, um, yeah, I mean, this is a real straightforward one. There's not an awful lot to say. Like, it's great. Yeah. Uh, if you, Like so many of these that apply uh, a status or a, um, a condition, like, if you don't think you're going to kill the model and you're worried about their retaliation later in the round, later in the game, like dropping a die to, to potentially put a stun marker on them, pretty, pretty good. Especially if you think you can get a second model in to engage them afterwards. Oh, well, if you're talking about like stunned, outnumbered, oh. exhausted, surprised, obviously that's like... Sure, but I mean, that is the way you kill a lot of the high-end models. Yes. Yeah. that you start stacking these things onto them because they're not... Even, even once they are like, even once they're exhausted, if they're then down to like three dice with three traits that helps them in melee, you're still not going to kill them. You need yeah. to drop them further. Yeah, stun is a great leveler. Um, as, I didn't do it with stun, but that stacking of debuffs is how Akimoto killed Hagane in yeah. our game. Yeah. I mean, he still beat me in that game, but he fucking killed her. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. So, uh, I don't know if there's anything more to say about it, really. I mean, it's fairly straightforward. Yeah. If you have it, you should probably use it, honestly. Yeah, knock them on the head. Uh, it, I mean, it's one of these things. If, if you somehow have stun attack zero, well, obviously just use it. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's that's the great thing about uh, Matsu and the Great Pilgrim, is that if you do damage with your lightning attack, mm -hmm. you stun. Yeah, if you can do it at range, it's, um, it's incredible. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just give that a. I'm going to give it a samurai. 
It's not quite as good as proning someone. And, no. it, and it absolutely does no damage, does it? Oh, no, it does. No, yeah. you do full damage. It's, 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 just, it's in addition to a normal damage roll. You can tell how often I get to use a stun attack. Um, Samurai Lord. Which I, we didn't have Samurai Lord when we recorded the first half of this. No, we now we've got not. Samurai Lord. Cool. I don't care. Cool. Uh, I might actually upgrade it further than that. Oh, saucy. Well, just because it sets that the further upgrades are done here, it's slightly less uh, dependent because it requires you to have other models that can come in and take advantage of it. Yeah. But it's a fantastic way of setting up a model to die. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I suppose, remember it also uh, does affect shooting for yeah. that model. Like obviously, th- that that can be <laughs> if you because we're talking about doing this stuff in combat mostly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a longer yeah, term effect. Maybe, it but mostly applies if you can shoot people and then inflict stun on them. Yeah, I think the Minamoto hat throwers can do that, can't they? I don't know. Oh. James didn't have much luck with stunning me when. Uh, I fought his Minamoto last week. Uh, I didn't have much luck stunning him either because I had to do damage. <laughs> and range attacks through armor 4 don't tend to do a lot of damage, honestly. No. So it was two lists with lots of stun and neither of them were actually delivering it. So looking at it... Um, no, the basic ones don't. Uh, so I'm talking out of my butt... Uh, no, 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 they can't do it. I thought they could. They can't. Oh well, it's pretty rare. Yeah, then you're just bound to have someone who can do it. Surely, probably. Yeah, I'm not going to spend the time on the uh, on the wiki boring no. everyone. Uh, so we're going to move on to grapple attack. That's an interesting one. As an Ito player, I've got a bit of this. Usually, if someone's got a snake tail, yeah, uh, they've got grapple attack. Um, there is uh, no grapple defense. Now, that, that this surprised me because you know, if you watch like uh, if you think about jujitsu and so yeah. on, like grapple defense kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. Shall we? Shall we just cover held because that's what it does. It inflict held. Yes, there's no damage roll, and it just causes held. So, yeah, sure. Right, when you are held, you are defensive, and you can own, you can you cannot declare any actions except for disengage, key feed usable in melee, or stand-up. Can't move. You can change facing, but that's it. Uh, you have minus one melee pool. And held only applies while you are in base to base. Goes away if the model holding you goes away, which seems reasonable. And if someone else attacks you, it also goes away. Uh, if the hold, the hold, no, the hold. If the holding, if the holding model, model yeah. participates, if it attacks someone else, so you, you can't go like, "Oh, I have a snake tail. I'll hold you with that, and then I'll punch someone else." Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. Yeah, so I mean, uh, intangible and agile models are immune to held. Uh, that's fine. It's worth noting quickly that held and uh, immobilized. The, it used to be the other way around. They used to be the other way around. Their effects used to be the other way around because one of them existed at the start of the last edition and the yeah. other one was added in. Yeah. But actually the naming was makes more sense the yes. other way around. So we changed it. Uh, 
bit confusing for people uh, moving from one edition to the other, but much better for you guys. Yes. And girls. Although I like to point out that I never think I got... The, because the names were slightly counterintuitive and Held was the one mm. you could do in range and Immobilize was the one you could only do in melee, yeah. I think I never got the names straight. So this time around I can actually remember them. Yeah, it makes sense. So um, I, I like Grapple Attack. The... The trouble with it is that you're completely foregoing the ability to do damage. So you're almost... It feels a little bit like you're wasting your time in order to waste their time. Yes. And it's an attack. So you have to succeed with it. Yes. And you're just giving up on the opportunity to cause damage. And it has all the inherent risks of putting a bunch of dice into attack without actually getting the benefit that you might kill someone. Yeah. I mean, I suppose that's the problem. Grapple defense would be glorious. Yeah, like gravel defense one would be would be cheap. Yeah, gravel defense two would make maybe some sense, but that's it. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, I, yeah, I think that's why there's no defense option. It's just because yeah. it's just too good. I I like it. I mean, one of the models I use it with is uh, Hitoshi. Yeah, uh, the guy with the man catcher uh, Satsuma, Satsumata, I think it is. Yeah, a man catcher. The trouble is, so he's three melee skill. Yeah. Um, with a three melee skill model, you're probably dropping a die in order to be able to get it. With him, you you're, you are spending key and you're not dropping a die because he gets grapple attack zero, I think, yeah. for uh, for his key feat. But uh, it he's unlikely to do a lot of damage to people. I mean, he can just hold someone. He's, someone a, con- else. he's a control model. In a way, yeah. Someone else will then come in and, and do the job. Hopefully, he contributes to the outnumbering. Yeah, um, he lost one because they held. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like it. I it's I think it is. It's not one that you definitely go with. In fact, I think it's one that you probably use a minority of the time. It's a niche. It's one of the ones where it's like in its specific application, it can be very strong. Mm. But the specific application might just never come up in your game. Well, I imagine going up because you're generally going to want to grapple models that are tougher than you, or you think you're not going to be able to deal with on yeah. your own. But then you're having to forego defense dice in order to try and try and hit them. Yeah, I mean, I suppose what you can do is you could charge in or or, or melee into someone who's who's scarier than you, and if they don't have any sort of initiative affecting traits, yeah. then you can put everything in attack and just hope. And with someone like Hitoshi, he's uh, he's cheap enough that it, you know that could be viable. Yeah, when you start thinking about, uh, I think Kenzo has it, and I think um, the others. Kenzo, you want hitting people, really? Yeah, yeah, you might not even have it. I can't remember. Um, I'm not going to look it up. Um, it becomes a harder decision where you have models which can actually put out a bit more damage. Yeah. So I don't know. I um, yeah, I think I'm ready to rate it. Mm. What are you thinking, Ashigaru? That was my thought. It's yeah. it's nice to have. But you're not going to use it a lot of the time, and you're definitely not going to build a list around the idea. Oh, I can do this. Yeah, I mean, it's worth it's worth saying, I suppose, that my knowledge of of, of the factions is not amazing. So, and we're both limited by what we generally play quite often. Yes. So someone might be screaming at their uh, at their podcast app right now, saying, "Oh no, this, this use for it." And yeah, you know. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> so right in the comments. That, that, that's going to be true for basically any of the slightly more yeah. niche ones is that there's going to be 
I mean, there's even going to be lists where actually it fits in amazingly well and does a really important function. Well, yeah, like with any of these special attacks, if you've got durable, yeah, go for it. Oh, God. Go for it. Mainly. I mean, durable just makes everything better. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, moving on, we have got force back attack and defense. Oh, speaking of niche attacks. Yeah. Um, Are you playing with Soze? Okay, so I don't think that actually... If you push, is are oh, you playing with zones? Force back attack, you push them out of the zone, and then you follow them out of the zone. Unless they were precisely on the edge of the zone, just inside it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if okay, if you're both fully inside it, you can push them an inch back, yeah. and then they have five mil left in, and you've got your full 30 yes. left in. Okay. Or you might not need to be in the zone yourself. Yeah, yeah true, true. It, but but that's what it is. It's another one of the ones. Let's change the position of the fighting models slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, you don't break up the melee. You just move in an inch. Yeah. I. If it had force back, if you have force back attack zero, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. You you're foregoing all damage, so all you're all you're getting is you're pushing them back, but you're also having to follow them up. Yeah. So. For me, that that's quite a cost to having to follow them up. Yeah. So the second it becomes force back attack one, I'm probably not interested. I don't know if I've ever used it on my Jade Lambergard in the Eto. No, it's it becomes one of those where it's like you just need you can't kill the model and you mm. just need to move it again, probably for a zone. Mm. Because if you are in base to base, you probably can't do the scenario objective anyway, so that doesn't really Apply. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very. In my experience, incredibly niche. Yeah. Can win you a game. It could, but it's a but super it's not good. Yeah. So I never take a model because it's got force back. No, it's a. Right. It's a random thing where you look down on your card and you're like, surely there's something you can do, and suddenly yeah. you go like, ha. That's, Let's try this. That's one of the things I do like about Bushido. Is, yeah, it's it's rules dense, um, but. It, it provides that opportunity for you to go, maybe there's something I can do here. Yeah. If, uh, if I stack these three effects together in an unlikely sequence of events, <laughs> I might just manage to do it. Yeah. Force back defense, however, are, uh, I think, pretty good. Because you're already defend. You can put all dice into defense because you're not going to do any damage, obviously, because it's, def- it's a defense. Yeah. Um... I think that's that's pretty good for defending zones. Like someone moves in, you yeah. go, all right, well, I'll, I'll force back defense then. Off you go. Well, that also lets you set it up slightly better because if you have that and you know that's a plan you have, you can actually set yourself up so that inch will still keep you inside the zone. Yeah. The trouble is with force back, you push them directly away and then you move directly into base to base. So you, you can't actually choose the vector upon no. along which you... you, you uh, you force them back. No, you can do once. Yeah. I mean, before you start moving quite far. Yeah. It's not a... But... Yeah, it's... it's pro- I mean, a lot of these positional things, uh, the defense option is frequently slightly better than the attack option, I think, just because it's not as risky. Yeah, and if there is a cost to it, if the cost is one, then the defense is generally... Well, it's, it's obviously inherently less risky. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can give up the attack, but if you were going for 
wanting to defend anyway, then giving up the one die you might have put in attack is not that bad. Mm. So I'm going to give force back attack Kaizoku. Just to have that one in. Yeah. Because I can't remember the name for the cult guys. Oh, Burakumin. Burakumin. I know, I think it. I, yeah, it's Burakumin. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to make it Burakumin. Um, but force back defense might be Ashigaru. Mm. I, I'm not like that familiar with people having it. Um, I I think Barakuman is is a good rank for the force back attack, but I think the force back defense is Kairai just because yeah. it'll randomly be incredibly annoying. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. I'm sticking to my Ashigaru, but I I, I see your point. <laughs> Right, I can't remember what's next on this. My monitor's turned off. It is. There's the second ah, one of these. Drag attack and defense. Okay, so it's the opposite of force back attack and defense. Basically. Pretty much. Um, I'm just going to have a quick look. Um, no damage on the attack. Now, it's, it's, it's the same, just the other way. Isn't it, it is... I guess there is the opportunity to just inversely pull people out of zones. Yeah. But more than force back attack, there's the opportunity to pull people off objectives as well. Yes. And pull them off of a melee exchange in which they are already I... occupied. Playing people, uh, playing a faction where people have big hooks, mm. I've actually used this yeah. for some of these things. And yeah. it's sometimes useful. Asami somehow managed to survive that one round of melee. Yeah. I'd quite like to but make sure she's not going to have another one. Keep that last activation and get her to go and like heal something or whatever yeah. she does. Um, so I'll go in with a Kaizoku, pull that guy away from her, yeah. and she gets to go and do what she wants. Hopefully, yeah. Like that. That is. I mean, you can use force back attack for the same thing, or force back defense, but it, you've got to get your angle right. Whereas with drag. You don't have to worry so much about that. Angle. It's, it's easier to set up, yeah. Because obviously, a force back attack, you you end up pushing them into the model with which they're already in base. Yeah, they, unless they don't you move, and yeah, nothing's it, good it, to come it, of it. It becomes harder to set up. Yeah. Um, also, it's easy. It's an easier way to manage to get people out of zones, especially if the attacker. Yeah. Yeah, because you move up, you, you pull them out of the zone. You only have to get one mil of their base, or you know, even, yeah. even less, out of the zone, and then yeah, you're just scoring for it. Um, so yeah, I think it's a slightly easier to use version of force back. Yeah, I think geometry wise, trigonometry wise, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be uh, easier to pull it off. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Aside from that, it's, I mean, it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. Drag defense, uh, I think drag defense might be less useful than drag attack yes. because no one's going to be attacking you, to, well, unless they really screw up, uh, when you're on the edge of a zone and then letting you drag defense them out of the zone. No, I think drag defense is more for pulling someone into threat range of someone else. Yeah. It's like, oh, you've cunningly positioned yourself so you're just out of uh, charge range of a Ghana. Well, not anymore. Yeah. Oops. And I mean, not I, that prefecture could do that. But. I, I think I'm going to move straight to rating them, and I'm going to rate them both the same because it's a defense, so it's yeah. slightly better yeah. inherently or slightly yeah. cheaper. Um, so I reckon they're they're both. Oh, it's like maybe Ashigaru, Ashigaru, maybe just a little bit lower. 
Junior Ashigaru. And maybe Kaizoku, that's appropriate. Yeah. I'm going to rate yeah. on Kaizoku. I, I, I agree with that. Cool. Also, the mo- one of the most likely models you want to actually see doing it. Well, that's what's appropriate. Um, okay, so moving on to uh, some more exciting things. Ooh, Slam I like Attack. Slam Attack is fun. It's dynamic and, and like uh, kind and, of visceral. I and like it. seldomly quite as good, not quite as good as you'd hope, but it is really fun. Yeah, so now, this becomes available quite often as like a charge uh, a charge bonus, yeah. doesn't it? There's a bunch of models which have sl- slam attack zero or one as a charge bonus. Um, obviously a bunch of the Butos, does it? Probably. I'm only familiar with the Savage Wave. Uh, is it Savage Wave Kai High or do they just get... Yeah, no, I think they get it. Um, Magic can do it at range, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all right then. Um, is it slam or sweep? Oh, one of the two. Anyway. So the defender has moved D3 inches directly away and becomes prone. Um, minimally, the defender is moved beyond the attacker's zone of control. The defender suffers half the wounds from the damage roll caused by this attack. So you're still causing damage, you're proning them, and you're moving them away. Yes. Now, the moving them away actually sometimes might be a negative because once they're prone, they, it's easier for them to get up. They're not risking a melee exchange. So in some ways, it's not as nice as sweep, but that's really based on the situation. Yes. I mean, it does a lot of things you want in an attack. Yeah. For quite a low cost frequently. Mm. Like, yeah, you half your damage, but that's frequently okay. Mm. Especially if it's used to debuff someone. Or what you need is, I just need you to not fight that model, or I need you to not be able to interact with that or be in that zone. Yeah. Then still getting half damage is actually quite valuable. Yeah. And actually worth noting that with the rules for charge being different in this edition than the previous one, the, again, the, the trigonometry really works out in your favour because before yeah. you had to move centre to centre. Yeah. So that was the direction in which they were being. Yeah, you slammed. can actually direct the slam this time. Yeah, now because you can you can direct to the edge of their zone of control and, and then, then move t- in. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can have loads of control over where where, oh, you, yeah. where you push them. And it's worth noting, of course, that like if if you slam them into, uh, I think it's if you slam them into other people. Let me just quickly check. E- equal or smaller size, I believe it is. Uh, if models is yeah, yeah. So you can knock other models over with it as well. Yeah, it's just yeah, amazing. Oh no, you can set up some some hilarious things where it's one of those where like if if everything goes just right, you can have a massive impact with a single activation. Yeah. Well, people can probably hear the angle grinder in my driveway, so I'm going to close the door. Yeah, uh, I love it. I think yep. slam attack's great uh, because you're getting it with some char- as a charge bonus sometimes. Uh, I am just going to go straight for Daimyo, I think. No, I, I agree. It does a lot of things and it does it quite well. Yeah, maybe Samurai Lord, Daimyo, yeah. Uh, Daimyo, and, and, which is not to be overlooked, it's really fun. Yeah, but that, that I mean, yeah, that's how I started talking about it. You just, I love the idea of you charge towards someone, you send them flying. It's it's probably one of the most like fun attacks you can do because yeah. it's just like 
the, the imagery is fantastic. Mm. Absolutely. Cool. So uh, I think we're agreed on that one. So now we come to perhaps the most... Uh, Controversial. Yes. Um, critical attack. If this model's attack is successful and the individual dice results of the damage roll are the same number, remove the defender from play. Don't cause all their wounds to be knocked off. No, remove them yeah. from play. Do, do not pass go. Do not go to jail. Just go home. Yeah. Um, random. It is random. It's not as random as you think. No. Isn't it basically like a one in six chance? <sighs> Something like that. I mean, someone might be screaming at me uh, again. Uh, on two dice, a double is a one in six chance, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I'm just going to say that and put it on the internet. Yes. Um, Um, Yeah. So I'm currently playing a prefecture list that gets minus one dice cost to its uh, critical attack. Yeah. I have one model in the list with critical attack. Yeah. That Blood of the Dragon theme... uh, Makes it way more powerful than this anyway. Yeah, it can honestly piss off just... It's the key that pisses me off about that theme. But yeah, the... um, Critical attack, I think the trouble with critical attack isn't its impact on the game for me. It's not uh, It's not that it is uh, unfair or spiky or anything like that. It's that it has maximum capability for feel bad. Yes. So if, if from the designing the balance game point of view, I don't have a problem with it. But I understand why people feel bad when it happens to them. I mean, I had in my... I think I've killed a model with it in one model in each of my last three games. Did I kill one with you? No, you haven't. No, you haven't so in the last two games, yeah. uh, one of them was Booter. Yeah. It was like standing at the edge of the zone, defending. Oh, double five. Just take him off. So. Which honestly just made sure. I mean, Graham was stuck having to defend the zone anyway. It didn't actually impact the result of the game. Hmm. I think that. My my sort of argument against it being a problem is you know what models have it. Yeah. Now, or you should do. Like when you see your opponent, if they're running prefecture and they've got samurai, just make yourself aware of who's got critical attack and how much it's going to cost them. And, yes. And then play accordingly. Like I don't expect everyone to know all the profiles which they're facing. That just like it's not practical. I certainly don't. When I don't. Oh God, no. But if someone's got something like critical attack, you, you have to take it into consideration in the same way you would when you go, oh, he's got four melee skill and plus two damage. There, are, I think like, there okay. are. I think it comes into the category of there are three special attacks and defenses you need to make sure you know which models have critical attack, uh, combo attack, mm. and the one we haven't talked about yet, counter strike defense. Yeah. Well, is there anything else we want to say about critical attack? If you've got critical critical attack zero and nothing else zero, use it. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously, it's just um, oh, you are. If you roll the right combination of dice, your attack power is just spiked. Uh, yeah. Oh, interesting. I think the combine when you combine it with strong or assassin, yes, it doesn't necessarily become much better. No, because it has to be the pair you're using. For the damage roll, it's not if you roll a double on any of those three dice. It has to be the two dice you're using. So for if the you rolled roll. a four, a four, and a six, and you'd have to take the four and the six. Yes, it doesn't it's, pop. It doesn't pop. Yeah, that's very important to uh, remember because otherwise, those abilities 
unthinkable that would be yeah. because that would be a problem. Yes, it, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just just quickly say with the the way my preacher function is, is is constructed. I mean, I specifically decided not to care about picking models with critical attack. Yeah, because you can't you can't run a game plan around it. It just sometimes no. happens. No, absolutely not. The same way that you, if you've got a couple of models with rise, you can't run a game plan around it. No, I mean if you've got. Eight models of rise, you sure? And, and you you're can. and you're doing it on three plus with a reroll. <laughs> yeah, that's a little <sighs> bit more likely than a one in six chance uh, every time you actually get to roll for damage. Yeah. Um. So if if it's if it's critical attack one, a lot of the models which have it are melee skill four. Yeah. Uh. So it's still probably worth doing a lot of the time. I I think if it's critical attack one, you do it if you need to turn the game around. Yeah. Because if you just need to, for the game to continue the way it's going, grinding down your opponent, losing the one die for the random chance that you'll kill them all slightly faster, not worth it. Yeah. Because it introduces extra risk that you're trying to avoid. Yeah, I think it's worth pointing out that like Bushido's not about killing the enemies, it's about the scenarios. And people can often get caught up in the killing. And, and in some ways, critical attack, attack one could be a trap. Yeah, where you're like, oh, I could, I could kill them. It's a one in six chance. Yeah. So you're like, okay, but could you actually do something more useful than yeah. killing them? And I, I like critical attack. More than the chance to, of killing them. To to me is is uh, it's a random catch up mechanic because it can randomly put you back in the game. Mm. If you kill an important model that you otherwise were struggling with, suddenly you might have a new lease of life in this game and might be able to get back into it. Mm. But if you are ahead already and you have to pay for it. It's not worth it because it will not change the game in your favour to spend the die. Yeah. It it changes the way the defender allocates dice. They might go all defence when maybe they would have gone to two defence, one attack before, yeah. because they're scared. It's scary. Of it. Yeah. Uh I think that, that's probably its best use yeah. is in scaring your opponent out of chipping it at you. Yeah, oh definitely. Um it, it, in some ways it's a defensive ability. Yeah, in a way, psychologically for sure. Uh so rating. I mean it's it's Daimyo. Like, it is really good. Uh, especially where so often you can get it for cheap. Not, you know, it yes. might be free or it might be one, but like sometimes that one in, on a yeah. full model, you know, yes. as, as we've discussed. Like, I think, it, I think it's... Yes, I... Or is it... I'm now, maybe I, it's Samurai Lord. I, thi- I, think, I think it's Samurai, because most times it does nothing. Yeah. It can... If you get lucky, put you back in a game you're otherwise disadvantaged in. I'm trying to think like in a scenario. Yeah, if it's again, if if you're critting the Vin, then okay, that's pretty good or, for the scenario. Or just like you defeat an important model that allows you to get back into contesting yeah. a zone. Oh, no, but specifically like for scenarios yes. play. Oh yeah, like it's not as good as the position move uh, uh, manipulation. No, because ones. it's less certain. Yeah, but you know, you kill a model in a zone, it's not claiming that zone, you kill the Vim and you've killed the Vim. Uh, if you kill a model who might have activated a scenario objective, well, you're already in base contact with them anyway, so they weren't going to do it. So, yeah, maybe, yeah. I think maybe it does come down to, to Samurai Lord. It, it's really good, but its its use case is sort of... Well, it's also because you can't control it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all dice anyway, isn't it? But... Yes, but this, this one is purely going off dice. You can't actually... Do anything to change. Yeah. So you can't go like, 
I need this to happen. I'll put extra resources in to make sure it works. It's risky, but I'll try it. Not really. Not in a way that matters for executing the attack. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going Samurai Lord, I think. Okay. I'm going Samurai. Okay. There we go. Right. Uh, now, moving on to... Uh, oh, wait. I will just want one quick thing. It is also really cinematic. Yes. Yes. Like, do, do you like some classic samurai movies? Then you, you, you cannot, from just like a narrative point of view, disagree with Triple Impact existing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, Counter-Strike Defense. Ooh. The scariest defense, obviously. This is the one that causes damage. Um, so, if this defense is successful and the attacker allocated any dice to attack, that's really important, Yeah. then deduct two from the success level of the defense. If the success level is then zero or greater, make a damage roll against the attacker using the modified success level of the defense. So... That is why you need to be sure you know which models have counter-strike defense. Yep. It's because you do not want to chuck in a random one attack die against the model with counter-strike defense. Well, that's the thing. Often in Bushido, it kills you. you've got three dice, you put two in defense, one in attack, and yeah. you're like, well, you know, I might, I might chip away at them. Do not do it against a model that can do counter-strike defense. Because they probably will, because they know that that's the way uh, that I forgot that Tenbatsu had it. <laughs> and he took Minato from full wounds down to one. Yeah. In, in one misguided attack, it was really bad. And there's, there's no risk with it. Like, so, no. I mean, we could talk sometime about how I feel that, and you feel that Itsunagi is overcosted. But if you're talking about a four melee skill model with Counter Strike Defense Zero, I mean. That's good. That's real fun. I mean, my, in my game last week, when I was playing against um, uh, Minimoto, Hagani spent most of the game just going, like, I'm going to Counter Strike Defense. Yeah. It's safe. It's super safe. Especially once you buff up to five dice and she's rolling four dice in Counter-Strike defense, which is hilarious. So the risk, I suppose... What is the risk with it? Because any if your opponent does any defenses, then they're not going to come off if you go fully, fully into defense. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. Because you haven't rolled any attack dice. The, the risk is that... You're oh no, no, because it'd still work, wouldn't they? Yeah. So if your opponent, if your opponent did like sweep defense and yeah. you did counter strike defense, you end up on your ass. Yes, right. Yes, that is the risk. The other risk is that you're stuck there. And frequently, models with counter strike defense are elite models, and but you kind of don't want to just sit around doing nothing. Yeah, you're dropping that success level as well. I mean, if you can somehow get, um, if you, mm, no, I was about to say if you can get brutal, but brutal wouldn't interact with that. No, because that's on the attack. It's only on the attack dice. So. Um, it does work, however, with parry. Yeah. Because that raises your defense level. Yeah. Yeah, so parry works really well with it. Um, yeah, it's nasty. Uh, if someone's got uh, damage uh, increasing stuff, yeah. you know, if they've got strong or whatever, you know, obviously it yeah. starts really paying off then. But if you're four dice in into defense and your opponent put a cheeky one die into attack... And they, oh. and they get, let's say they get a four or five, yeah. you, you're still likely to be rolling at success level probably two, yeah. maybe one. Oh, and pray for the opponent who puts a cheeky dice into attack and then roll one. Yes. That, that's horrifying. They did allocate dice to attack. Yes, they did. Even though because even though it's removed, it still counts, doesn't it? I believe so. Oh, well, I only hope so. I killed one of James's model with it. 
Well, let's make sure James doesn't listen to this episode. I th- actually, I think he rolled a two, which... Any dice that are ones are not counted towards resolving the test, but still count towards the player having allocated in the appropriate yeah. dice pool. Oof. Yeah, so <laughs> r- rolling a one on your one die against Counter-Strike Defense probably just means your model died. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, shall we rate it? Yeah. Shogun. Like, oh, yeah. I can't remember if we rated anything else. We, I don't think we have. It's, it is, in my opinion, the best special attack slash defense in the game. God tier. Oh, yeah. It's it's so good. I mean, that was probably obvious from the way we were talking about it. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it's very strong. And, oh, worth saying, rating then going back to talking about it. Sure. Uh, you can do counter-strike defense, and you can still put dice into attack. Oh, yeah. So, so you, you can, can attack you who can hit your opponent twice. Yes. Uh, which is pretty funny. Uh, cheap combo attack. Uh, well, I say cheap combo attack. Safe combo attack. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it has slightly different application. Mostly it's for... Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll, it'll kill models that don't have durable. Hmm. But, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very strong. It's particularly because it is mostly on elite models. Yeah. And if you can then either debuff your opponent or buff that model, so that they actually have enough dice to go like, oh, I'll roll three in a defense and one in attack or two in attack. Okay, so exceptional attacks and defenses. Uh, we've got Ivory Prison Attack, uh, which is Kaito, Kato's uh, thing where he spends both his melee dice yes. in order to uh, remove model from play and create a prone, non-unique Kairai. Um, it's really cool, but uh, it's really niche. He doesn't <sighs> want to be in combat. Yeah, it requires an exceptional set of circumstances before it happens. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm just going to go in and rate it as Kairai because sometimes it's amazing, uh, most of the time it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's not even that it's not amazing. Like, you're only doing it if you're pretty certain it's going to work. Or you're desperate. Yeah. So, uh, Gokusatsu attack. Uh, This one is uh, Master Enos's... uh, Kill a model and I kill myself? Yep. Uh, it's it really powerful. Uh, it doesn't cost any uh, anything to do other than your life and yeah. potentially your soul. And, um, and I mean, it's a 20 rise model that you probably need for things. Yeah. So unless... I mean, look, if you've got no other way of dealing with... Uh, Wraith or something well, stupid like that. I don't think Wraith's the, the, the problem people think he is, but like... Uh, I suppose... Like, it depends on the scenario. Raijin yeah. or... Oh, sorry, Ryujin, yeah. different things. Uh, or the model I had in mind was the big uh, Oni. Rashka. Yeah, like if you need to remove him. Yeah. Or uh, if he's down to one wound. Oh, if Enos is down yeah. to one wound. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure, I mean, he's going to die anyway. Go for it. So I'm going to rate it Enos because I think it is its designer it's, in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> it's singular. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay, closing the rule book. Uh, we're going to talk about the one, uh, the one uh, exceptional defence that uh, just came out uh, with Shiho Hirito, the Black, Black Eagle. Eagle. And that is Eagle's Flight Defense. If the defense is successful, this model may move three inches after the melee exchange is resolved. It's size the defense on speed. It is, yeah. It's it's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> I want that. I mean, it, it plays into his incredibly annoying mobility. He has very... 
unusual mobility. He doesn't fly around like the Tengu. He huh? doesn't have a base movement of five like the Ito. Um, but he will he will get anywhere on the battlefield you don't want him to be. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's not even light footed. No. But yeah, I mean this this isn't a. We're not focusing on him for this, but he's the model who has brought this into the game. Uh, and it's pretty incredible because it's defense, so safe. You, you can pretty you can be usually fairly sure of pulling it off, and if you don't pull it off, you are going to be safe. Uh, well, it's also on a four melee dice model with a bunch of traits for helping him do melee. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, yeah, because he's got prowess melee and so on. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, we we rated sidestep defense as uh, well, I don't know what we rated it as. Probably rated it as daimyo. Yeah, honestly, uh, this again, this is going to tie. I think probably with uh, counter strike defense. I think so because it's just so powerful. Well, it means he gets to do what he wants. Yeah. I mean, so sidestep defense, you know, you reposition behind a model and you can go back in on them or whatever, or you can just you know, start moving away. In this, like, he's already moved away. Oh, was your model blocking the entrance to a zone? Well, then he, I mean, he can't go through you. No, but, but he has three inches to move around you. Yeah. He also has assassin, I'd like to point out. Oh, yeah. Which, in the combination of, I'll go where I want, yeah. it's sort of scary. Yeah. What I will say is actually comparing to sidestep defense. Sidestep defense is you move until you are out of zone of control. Yes. So you can actually move. I'm not. I'm not going to do the the, the the trigonometry on this, but uh, you can move more than an inch. You can move more than an inch, but with the three inches, you can move three inches away. Yeah. So sidestep defense may actually be better at moving around a model. That's possible. But eagle's flight defense is just for straight up movement. Uh, and if you can, you know, if, if, if you engineer it so that you're turning your opponent 90 degrees into into that melee exchange, you can then move off as if they, you know, as if you had sort of moved almost yeah. around them. So, yeah. It, it also allows you, because sidestep defense is not very good for you stepping away and then letting other models dogpile the model you were fighting, because you tend to be in the way. Yeah, there's still going to be a traffic jam situation, whereas this... Much like, less with off. this... Yeah. Because you can move so far away from the model. I, I mean, I don't know that... I mean, we rated the other two exceptional somewhat within the context of the model which has it. And I don't know if anyone else is going to be getting this exceptional uh, defence. I mean, it it's exceptional. So, so probably not. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we have to kind of rate it somewhat within the within the context of the more yeah. model that I I, agree. I'm aware has it. To that point... He's a formerly skill model who has assassin uh, and 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 prowess melee one. Like he wants to mess you up. So, is it as good as sidestep defense? Simply because the cost okay is zero in dice, but the cost. But is, he said that he doesn't hurt you. Is that well? He could attack you. He and could then attack you and then go away. away. Okay. Yeah. Which he actually quite likes doing because he can come. He has a surprising turn of speed when he shows up. Yeah. So he has the possibility to come in from flank, walk onto the board with booted, do a melee engagement, hit you, and then walk three inches away. And then he is deep into your back line, mm. having done one activation and three wounds or something stupid like that. Yeah, and even if he's not wounded you, you're tired. Yeah. You're, you've, you've lost a, an activation token. Yeah. 
The so. saving grace is that at least he's not tireless. <laughs> I think I think then maybe I mean it's Daimyo as a minimum, I think. Yes. I think Actually no, it's probably Shogun isn't it? It's like Yeah. It's somewhere between those two. I think it's not quite as good as Counter Strike Defence in like I mean, the idea in, that we're rating these yes. anyway is nonsensical because... Yeah, the it's, it's so, so contextual. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, you're right. It's probably not, in general, as good as Counter-Strike Defense, but it is very good. Well, considering that it, I think it exists somewhere between uh, be- between Daimyo and Shogun, I think I'm going to rate it Black Eagle. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that, that's... <laughs> Hey, I'm being consistently inconsistent. <laughs> I like that one. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's all of them. I um, I hope that this was interesting for people, helpful for new people, and you know at least fun to shout at uh, for well, people who are more experienced, or just have like different perspective on them because you play different factions. Yeah. I mean, this is the first podcast we've recorded in quite a long time, and. We've we've got a couple of games under our belt since uh, since we've started being able to do games, games in person, yes. but not that many. So it's this is as much us easing our way back into actually doing Going like this oh I should think of project. project rules yeah and getting to grips again with Bushido. Um, you know I've always, I've been in it all the way through, but that's from a different angle, not from playing, but yeah. from you know the, the production side. So yeah, hopefully hopefully we'll we'll start doing more podcast i mean this second half of the podcast we're recording in person we're in the same room it's wild I, I, i'm uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to do this we'll turn this off and i won't know what small talk to make yeah thanks for for listening yes and uh we'll try and do something soon we might do some talking about games which aren't bushido yeah this is not we might, bushido have, podcast. We might also talk about <laughs> tournament prep because we have a tournament coming up we do have a tournament coming up it would be nice to uh, in lieu of the uh, or in the absence of I probably mean exactly the same thing I don't know uh, the uh, the Masters event that would have happened in 2020 uh, it'd be nice to have that sort of prep for a tournament and uh, then you know the debrief afterwards as well. yeah. so we'll see if we can arrange that um, I can't remember who of us is going to the, the event everyone well Graham's not uh, he was too slow to buy tickets and they were all sold out. Oh, I thought he got one. Uh, no, I didn't get a ticket in the initial run. No, no, I know. I was the only one who got a ticket in the initial run. Okay. And then... Uh, Me and Adam. We, uh, and Mr. And all of a sudden added extra tickets. Yeah. Basically far. <laughs> I think it was went. I thought Graham managed to get one in the end, but I'm not sure. I think maybe he's on the wait list. So I think there's four of us from Silent War Games yeah. going along. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm yeah. totally unprepared and I think I... I'm, I'm deciding whether my Ito are going to be ordered for battle or whether they're going to be an inefficient use of the blessed. Order thing. for order for battle is definitely the way to go with the list you're thinking. Yeah, but then I have to make thoughts about no, what my sideboard is. No, not really. Yeah, I do. You pick one model and you pick a bunch of cards that do very niche things. Yeah, but you're a junk player. You think that there's loads and loads of cards to put in pick from. <laughs> I'm an Ito player. I know, the card situation is not the same. Ito have a little bit more in the way of enhancements and uh Yeah, which, which you can't equipment. just stuff in the sideboard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put some thoughts into it. Maybe we'll chat about this uh, off, off mic. So, right. Thanks for listening to us. We'll yeah. uh, chat bollocks at you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
find Robot Dice Explosion at robotdiceexplosion.com, at RDE underscore podcast at Twitter, and Robot Dice Explosion on Facebook.